Baker Botts LLP provides podcasts for educational purposes only. They are not legal advice and are not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship. This communication may constitute attorney advertising. Welcome to the Environmental Evolutions Podcast, where we explore the changing landscape of environmental law and policy. I'm your host, Megan Birch, coming to you from San Diego, California. Just last week, President Biden signed the Fiscal Responsibility Act of 2023 into law, which resolved, at least for a couple of years, the federal government's fight over the nation's debt ceiling. While this new law was mostly focused on government spending measures, Congress also added key provisions aimed at approving federal energy and infrastructure permitting procedures. The big story for the podcast today, and environmental law and policy, is that the debt law also amended the National Environmental Policy Act, known as NEPA. I'm joined today by my colleagues, Jeff Wood and Tom Jackson. They work extensively on infrastructure permitting and have been closely tracking NEPA legislative and regulatory reform efforts. They're here today to help us understand whether these NEPA reforms are the greatest thing since sliced bread or much to do about nothing or perhaps something in between. Jeff, Tom, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Megan. It's great to be here with you. Thank you, Megan. Appreciate the opportunity. Okay. So, Jeff, let me start with you. What are the NEPA reforms that the Fiscal Responsibility Act of 2023 are all about? Well, thanks, Megan. This act makes helpful changes to NEPA. It codifies some longstanding agency practices. It also has some newer concepts that originated in the 2020 Trump administration NEPA reform efforts that are now set more in stone legislatively. Now, the act clarifies exclusions from NEPA requirements based on a lack of federal agency control, which is important for determining which projects are even subject to NEPA at the very beginning of the process. And ultimately, it's about placing tighter controls on the length and size of environmental documents like an EIS or an environmental assessment, as well as setting clearer deadlines and expectations around the timeframes that agencies should be completing their environmental reviews, hopefully with an eye towards getting more energy infrastructure and other infrastructure projects up and going sooner rather than later. That's a good recap, Jeff. So what is the environmental community saying about these NEPA changes? Well, when the law was first introduced, the environmental organizations around the country really rallied in opposition to these NEPA reforms. You heard things like this legislation is going to slash NEPA and gut the environmental review process, that it's silencing communities and bypassing environmental safeguards. But now that this is law, I think we'd expect some of that rhetoric to be toned down, particularly as environmental organizations advocate with the administration on the kinds of regulations and guidance that will come out to implement these new statutory changes. Tom, you've been working on NEPA projects for a few decades. We also hear complaints about how long the NEPA process can take. Do you think these changes will actually speed up the majority of infrastructure projects? Well, Megan, you're right that the speed of, or lack of speed of the NEPA process is the big complaint from the regulated community. I have to say that I'm somewhat skeptical that these NEPA reforms are going to have a big impact 
particularly for major projects. Keep in mind, as Jeff mentioned, that a lot of what's going on here is Congress codifying existing practices. And to the extent that's true, then you wouldn't expect it to really have a significant impact. And there are a number of these provisions that are written in a way that agencies can more or less ignore them without too much difficulty. For example, the provision regarding pay flanks. You know, one of the criticisms of environmental impact statements, environmental assessments has been their length. You get these really long documents. And so there's some page limits that are incorporated into the new bill of forms, 75 pages for EAs, 150 pages for EISs. But those page limits don't apply to appendices. So we're just moving everything into the back is what you just told me. Pretty much. About it. What a bummer. Yeah. There are a few provisions that may actually help. Okay. Good news now. Yes. Yes. A little bit of good news. I don't want to rain on everybody's parade. So, for example, there's a provision in here that requires agencies to allow project sponsors to actually prepare the draft of the EIS or the EA. Now, there are some agencies currently that allow project sponsors to draft EAs, but many don't. And I'm not aware of any agencies that allow a private sponsor of a project to actually draft an EIS. So to the extent that that drafting process is one of the things that lengthens the process, allowing the project sponsor to control the drafting may ultimately shorten the whole period of time. Are there any other provisions that listeners should be aware of? So there are a couple other provisions that Jeff mentioned that may be of help. One is these exclusions that have been written into the law that will exclude certain kinds of projects with federal involvement, relatively limited federal involvement, from having to comply with NEPA at all. So those may apply in some instances, but again, if you're talking about a major project, the chances that one of those exclusions may apply and getting your project out of NEPA compliance entirely is not great. And then there's a provision about categorical exclusions, allowing agencies to use other agencies' categorical exclusions that, again, could come in handy in some instances. Got it. Well, Tom, do you think the new NEPA deadlines are actually going to have teeth? Can they be enforced? Well, that's a big question. And my view is that the answer then probably not, because while there are limits written into the law now, one year for EAs, two years for EISs, the amendments also include this provision that says a lead agency that determines that it's not able to meet a deadline may extend such deadline in consultation with the applicant to establish a new deadline that provides only so much additional time as is necessary to complete the EIS or EA. So that provision, my reading essentially allows an agency to extend the deadline as much as it thinks it needs to. So bottom line is I don't think those deadline provisions the end of the day are going to very much. Yeah, Megan, can I just chime in just real fast? Because I agree with Tom on that. But I do think the changes are important insofar as they continue to reinforce the importance of timely completion of NEPA reviews using efficient procedures. You have Congress and President Biden 
working together to codify in statute this expectation that agencies are going to work efficiently and timely in completing these environmental reviews. But like Tom said, the devil's in the details and there's not a lot of teeth there to make sure it actually happens. Yeah, and that's an important point you raised, Chef, is this was a bipartisan piece of legislation. Right. And a rarity at that, I think just the fifth public law enacted so far this Congress. So not a lot of that happening these days. Well, Jeff, as a threshold matter, NEPA applies to major federal actions. You mentioned earlier that these new changes also impact the definition of major federal action. Can you tell us more about that and why it matters? Yeah, that's right, Megan. This is the key issue. At the threshold level, the current NEPA rules that are in the regulations today provide that a major federal action is an activity or decision that's subject to federal control and responsibility. But this new debt law says it has to be subject to substantial federal control and responsibility. Well, what does substantial control and responsibility mean? How much money is being put towards that? What kind of other levers or controls or permits or licenses are involved to establish this substantial federal control requirement? So, Jeff, it sounds like we may be headed for more NEPA litigation over what these terms actually mean in the specific cases. Am I hearing that right? I think you're exactly right. As agencies implement new regulations, as projects are going through the process, and as litigation arises, some of these key phrases are going to need to be litigated. What is a major federal action? What is substantial federal control and responsibility? But then you also have to read these provisions in tandem with the other exclusions that are in this new debt ceiling law for projects that receive, quote, no or minimal federal funding or have no or minimal federal involvement. How does that relate to the substantial control requirement? I think there's a lot of phrases like that that will need to be kind of fleshed out in agency guidance and regulations and ultimately by the courts. So let me ask both of you, are we done seeing NEPA reform efforts now that this law is passed? Almost certainly not, Megan. We know that there continues to be substantial interest on the Hill in further NEPA reforms. I think that there was a view on both sides of the aisle. This was some of the low-hanging fruit, if you will. But there is an appetite, certainly on the Republican side, but also think of the Democratic side, to see further reform efforts. In particular, there is significant interest in trying to facilitate the construction of transmission lines, right? because everybody's interested in more transmission lines and we're going to need a lot of them, right? We know Senator Manchin is very interested in the subject, continues to be interested as well as others. So we're going to see further action. On that. Understood. Jeff, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and I think we're closely watching also how the Biden administration moves forward with further NEPA regulatory reforms now that Congress has passed these changes. I think your listeners are probably aware that in 2022, the Biden administration adopted the NEPA phase one rule, which unwinds valuable NEPA reforms that were adopted in 2020. Some of those are codified and embodied in this new legislation. And so looking ahead, now that the phase one rule has been completed, many anticipate the administration to move forward with a phase two rule, which will further reverse some of those previous NEPA streamlining regulatory changes and will likely further increase the burdens, delays, and costs associated with the NEPA process if that's not done in a careful way. So we'll see what happens with the phase two rule and any litigation that comes out of it. And we're also keeping a close eye on 
what the agencies may do in the meantime, while the rulemaking process is going on. We know that an interagency working group has already been established, headed by the Council on Environmental Quality, CEQ, to look at these reforms, which we're pointing out are the first subset of reforms of NEPA in many years. So the agencies for this working group are looking at these amendments, trying to figure out what they mean. We know they held their first meeting last week. And we also know that there are a number of these agencies, Jeff mentions, funding that's going on right now. Several agencies, including DOE, Commerce, USDA, who are responsible for processing a lot of requests for federal funding under the Inflation Reduction Act, the CHIPS Act. So there's a lot of money that's getting ready to go out the door. Those agencies are going to be particularly interested in getting some guidance on what to do with the exclusions Jeff mentioned, as well as some other issues. So they can figure out how to move forward and get this money out the door. Well, who knew that the place to look for important legislative measures unlocking funding for infrastructure would be in an act titled the Fiscal Responsibility Act of 2023. Well, thank you both for that update. Thanks, Megan. It's really great to be with you. Thank you. Well, for listeners that are interested, a link to the Fiscal Responsibility Act of 2023 is available in our episode notes, along with contact information for Jeff and Tom, should you have any infrastructure permitting questions. With that, I'm Megan Birch. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for listening to this BakerBots podcast. BakerBots has the experience, knowledge, and people to solve our clients' most significant legal issues. For more information on BakerBots practices, please visit us at bakerbots.com. This presentation is provided by BakerBots LLP for educational and informational purposes only. It is not legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship. Under the rules of certain jurisdictions, this communication may constitute attorney advertising.